2: Hi, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Robbins. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. And here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today on the show, I have Laura Lynn Jackson. Laura is a psychic medium who has been reading professionally for more than 20 years. She currently serves as a Winbridge certified research medium with the Winbridge Institute for Applied Research and Human Potential and is also a certified medium with the Forever Family Foundation. She is the author of The Light Between Us, a New York Times bestseller. And Laura has a new book out called Signs, The Secret Language of the Universe. So welcome today, Laura.
3: Thank you. I'm so honored to be on your podcast.
2: I'm honored to have you, truly honored to have you. Um, So I've been talking on my podcast over the course of the past month about signs, and my audience is pretty well-versed in the basics, but I just finished your book and wanted to talk a little bit more in depth. And so you talk about three distinct forces where signs can come from. Can you
3: explain each of those and how we tell the difference between them? Sure. So I always talk about the fact that each of us have our own individualized team of light and our team of light is comprised of God energy. Of course, um, that's, you know, this force of love that we are all connected to and part of and couldn't be separated from if we tried. And then we have, um, our spirit guides, which are really, you know, throughout time and history, a lot of religions have called them guardian angels and so forth. Um, I've just come to understand that before our soul comes here, we kind of contract with a higher evolved soul to, um, to you know, guide us, mentor us, and adjust, help us. It's a very uncomplicated relationship for us because all we need to do is receive their guidance. They expect nothing in return. It's and nice then, to have one yeah. those, at least one oh, yeah. of those in your life, right? Yeah. And I Thank think you know you. what I've seen is most people have between one and three. Some people have a little bit more, um, but they're always guiding us. And then the third component of our team of light on the other side is anybody we ever loved who's crossed. Um, and they can guide us as well. It's just that I don't call them spirit guides. I call them our loved ones, and then they help us and guide us. And that team of light is accessible to us at all times. So, you know, it's really wonderful if we are, you know, aware of that, to open our mind and our heart to learning how to communicate more fully and openly with them because we will receive so much love and guidance that they've been trying to direct to us all along
2: and how do you differentiate or do you differentiate or do you need to differentiate between messages that are coming through for from sort of the universal god from spirit guides from loved ones do they look do those messages look different
3: Well, since they're all part of your team of light there, you know, it can come through all of them at once. But what I always encourage people, if there is, you know, one particular person on the other side, you want to go to to ask a question of, or to get guidance from, or if you just want to feel the support of, let's say your spirit guides, all you need to do is direct your thoughts to them and say, okay, you know, and pick a different kind of symbol or message you'd like from each. So I do that with in my own life, you know, I have asked my spirit guides to send me oranges as a sign that I am on my highest and best path and I'm honoring what they want me to do, and and that sort of thing, and with my loved ones on the other side, I ask for aardvarks armadillos, and anteaters. Although sometimes I'll invite my guides to send me that too. And I think you know, in terms of my connection with God, I always feel that there, and I always feel like, well, God is a part of anybody's team of light. So it's kind of that driving force between our connection with our guides and our loved ones on the other side. So any message we get. From, you know, whether it's our loved ones on the other side or our spirit guides, it's all connected to God as well. But I always say you can ask for specific things from specific people on the other side, so to speak.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that because I think people sometimes get, think about it as, you know, oh, butterfly. You know, there's sort of those more generic, what feel like a little bit more generic signs. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're not real, but a butterfly or a ladybug or, um, you know, I'm trying to think what are some of the other kind of more.
3: A cardinal, hummingbird. Yes, exactly. Coins yeah. in
2: your path, things yes. like that. That feel okay. like, okay, that could happen to anyone. So I like when you say ask for more specifics.
3: Well, what's interesting is everything you just mentioned are the other side's default signs. So if we haven't established a language with them, they do send us coins. They mess with our electrical um, things like our telephones, you know, our cell phones. And they do send us creatures like you named, birds, butterflies, dragonflies, ladybugs, because all those creatures navigate the world using electromagnetic fields. So I think it's easy for them to manipulate them in our path. But by all means, give them a challenge. And I think give yourself a challenge too, because I think our, you know, our, the analytical part of our brain, that frontal lobe, the, the part that the meditation teachers call our monkey mind, mm-hmm. will always wrestle with our spiritual self. So when we have this beautiful moment of connection, this very spiritual moment with either our loved ones or our you know, spirit guides or God or anybody from our team of light, that monkey mind will try to reject it or shelve mm-hmm. it or try and say, well, that's just a coincidence or that's not really that meaningful, you know, you're assigning meaning to it. So I think when we ask for really wacky, different, you know, very distinct signs, you know, like, like, let's say not just an elephant, but a purple elephant, not just a dolphin, but a pink dolphin with blue polka dots. When we get that, we have to acknowledge that, you know, this is a sign. This is a message. It is a truth. Now chances are the coins and all of that. And the birds were also signs and messages, but why not make it a little bit more challenging?
2: Mm-hmm. And those will show up at some point. It might not be, you know. I think people get anxious and they're like, "But my sign isn't hasn't shown up yet, and it's been, mm-hmm. you know, five hours." <laughs> and sometimes that's funny. Sometimes-
3: yeah, you know, and sometimes the other side is putting on a grand show for you. Um, there was one girl that I spoke with who had come to one of my uh, speaking engagements at a library and where I spoke about establishing signs and she decided she was going to do this with her mother. And she asked for a very, very specific sign. It was this one particular Type of yellow bird. And she waited and waited and waited, and months passed, she didn't get it. And she had gotten other signs, but not that. And she said on the anniversary of her mother's crossing, she was sitting in her backyard, and the exact yellow bird came and landed within like a foot of her and just stayed there, looked at her, and then left. And she realized, like all along, her mom was going to send it. She was just send- waiting for this extraordinary moment of meaning on the anniversary of her crossing. So it was pretty. Yeah. Uh, fantastic so just be patient that's what I say too sometimes you do get it within three hours Mm -hmm. but sometimes they're working you know in a way to get it to you at a certain time or a certain date and sometimes quite honestly we miss them they've sent it to us we just miss it maybe we're looking at the sky waiting for our yellow bird to come but it's really come on an envelope in the mail or on the side of a, a truck or on a billboard or something of that nature and if you're on your cell phone, you probably will be
2: distracted and won't
3: see it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, yes, but it comes you on your cell phone. <laughs> right. They might get you a different sign on your cell phone because they love messing with that. Or when you're texting something and the words change in that box or, or phone calls on, you know, that rec- numbers you don't recognize on meaningful days, things of that nature.
2: So can you speak a little to you talked about the electromagnetic fields and how that's used to manipulate signs. Can you explain that a little bit more?
3: Sure. Well, you know, I'm always interested in the science behind this. I know this is a truth because I'm having these experiences. I'm bringing through information that there's no other way I could know. And I'm feeling people's energies and personalities from the other side. So I'm always wondering, how does it work? I work with scientists. I'm a research medium. And so I'm always wondering, like, how does the science behind this work? And what I've come to understand is that when we leave our physical bodies, we turn We become light energy that we've always been. You know, this has been verified by scientific experiments, too. We all give off biophotons, so we literally glow in the dark. And there's a really interesting book called The Intention Experiment by an author named Lynn McTaggart, and she compiles, um, you know, the last hundred years of research and data done by a lot of the top universities in in the United States uh, having to do with energy. One of the most fascinating, you know, chapters I found is a chapter that talked about biophotons being a a form of communication communication between all living things, that these cords of light literally that come off of us and connect to each other is a way to understand energy, understand language, to kind of speak with one another in an energetic way. So I think that when we leave our bodies and we become, you know, light again, it's very easy for us uh, to manipulate electromagnetic fields because we are energy, So we can manipulate that sort of thing and that electromagnetic field that certain creatures and animals are sensitive to, they perceive that as a language and they will be brought into our path. So that's how I think the whole thing works.
2: Ah, okay. So they perceive it as a language, almost like, you know, I think when I think about, uh, I don't know if this is a similar thing, but when people talked about the tsunami and how animals kind of fled because they- kind of the energy shifting in the universe. Mm -hmm. That might be a simplified version, but is that sort of
3: yeah, animals are very aware of, of energy. It's their language. They don't have English or Spanish or French like we do. And I think when we lock into those languages, we lose this more spiritual connection that we had been using in childhood before we had language. Animals are always very spiritually tied in terms of energy and understanding. Animals also see spirits. I've had so many you know readings where I've done where the loved ones on the other side is saying, remember last week when the dog went crazy and ran around in circles and barked? It's because I was in the room but you couldn't see me, but the dog could. So yeah, 100% animals are very tuned in to a different type of language that goes on around us, this language of energy. And
2: sometimes they're very, very subtle signs as well, right? You talk about mm-hmm. that in the book. So it might be things that we even are that they're not like outright signs in the way that you would see the the oranges or um, the elephant, but just a way that spirit is guiding us.
3: Oh, 100%. You know, it's a, it's a language of communication between us and the other side. So they can also establish part of that language and they can send us signs that they've chosen. It's our job to be tuned in enough to recognize it when we get it. Because what a beautiful connection rather than a missed opportunity to be guided.
2: Mm-hmm. And you talk also, um, and I get this question a lot about numbers. And you say, numbers are the universal language offered by the deity to humans as confirmation of truth. So can those numbers be any numbers? I mean, I know there's common numbers people see. You talk about, you know, it, it really kind of can be a birth date, uh,
3: death date. Yeah. So, you know, the, the interesting thing about how our world is constructed because, you know, we're all just very fast vibrating atoms that seem solid, but we 're not the chairs we sit on are not really solid and so forth, and the entire world is constructed on you know principles of sacred geometry, so like it or not, math matters you know when it's numbers matter there's a whole practice called numerology where and i don 't know too much about it, but I know people who do there 's a language that can be decoded in numbers. However, when it comes to like our signs and messages, I think yes, it is a language, so for instance, a very common sign from the other side. That I think is really the universe of God energy, you know, sending us, and it can be our loved ones too or our guides, letting us know, you know, thumbs up, you're doing great, you're in what I call the flow of light of the universe is 11.11. You know that's a lot of people say. I know my angels are around because I see eleven eleven. I know my loved ones are around. So that's a very you know common one. Um, repeating numer- numerical sequences like four four four, five five five, certainly. But it can be anything. There are so many examples I've heard from people because people will come up to me at my events and my workshops, and they'll they'll just want to share their story of connection, which is so beautiful. And very often they'll tell me how like on the anniversary of a loved one's crossing they passed a car and the license plate had their loved one's birthday in numbers, you know, or it, it, there, there can be numbers sent to you from the other side that are meaningful to you specifically, you know, and, and you'll get them, whether it's your birth date or, you know, something important or just a number you like or that you've asked for. You can honestly ask for any sequence of numbers you'd like. You can just make it up and ask for it. And that can be a little bit of a challenge to the other side, but they love a challenge. And in so many ways, it's about
2: keeping the door of communication open.
3: Oh, yeah. That's everything. You know, once you, in your mind, direct your thoughts to the other side and you say, you know, I'm in, I want to open my mind and my heart to this communication. So, you know, I, here is what I want you to send me. And you start picking specific signs. I always say pick a creature, like pick an animal or, you know, an insect or a bird. Make it a little unique. Then pick a number sequence you'd like. You should pick a phrase that you would like and you should pick a song that you would like to receive from your team of light on the other side to let you know they're around, to help guide you. But at any point, you can change it. You can add more signs. You can ask for different things. And you also have to be on the lookout for the signs that they're going to establish with you. So it might be something meaningful that they were known for or you just might have a sense of their presence around and then recognize that they have just sent you a very specific sign or symbol you know and they might establish it that way as well but really it's like learning a foreign language the more you learn the more words you have and ways you have to communicate it's beautiful
2: Mm -hmm. and what I think your book showed beautifully was that in so many ways people all along had been getting signs and your readings with them often were validation that what they were getting was what they actually knew but you know didn't believe didn't want to didn't know how to believe, wanted validation from someone who they trusted was a verified medium to let them know. And then it was like, okay, the connect, now I can continue that connection.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: Right. You know, I love to tell people nobody ever needs a psychic medium to connect with the other side. It's really the truth. And honestly, I see myself much more as a teacher here on earth mm-hmm. than I am a psychic medium. I happen to be a psychic medium, but I want to teach people how to open their mind and their hearts to their team of light so they will never need a psychic medium. You know, when you have your own incredible moments of communication, they they become your truth. They're just so undeniable. And it, mm-hmm. it honestly changes the way you live your life because You know, even when we go through dark or difficult times, sometimes we don't understand the why of it, but there always is a why and we are always loved and supported by our team of light on the other side. You know, a lot of times it's because our life interconnects to other people's lives and we're meant to be, you know, part of their journey or their lesson or we've agreed to play a certain role. But once we we understand how loved and supported we are and once we start this language of communication and are able to see our signs and get our messages you never feel alone again and you always know how loved you are and i think it makes us all braver too i think one of the greatest things we can do is own when we get a sign
2: yeah and i always say and people who have been listening for a while have heard me say this when i've shared some of my signs it really is it it takes your breath away every single time it's like yeah. oh my god
3: this really is now my reality. And that's Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. You know, I, I, I was recently in LA doing a book signing and a, a woman stayed after to tell me your story. And she said, you know, I had listened to you and I heard you, you talk about in your book and on a podcast about how um, the other side can use Our cell phones to get through to us. And she said, So I had just, you know, read that chapter and I realized I had a phone call that it was from a number I didn't know. She said, So normally I would have ignored it, but this time I Googled it. She put the number into Google and the number came up and underneath it was a phrase, a sentence. And the phrase was, Hi, it's Eugene. And her father had crossed one month before and his name was Eugene. And she said, "I would have missed that. I wouldn't have known that. And how, like, unbelievably mind-boggling, amazing is that? That she put this number in, and that phrase came up, and it was really him saying hello. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the stuff you can't make up. This is oh. a truth that becomes your reality and shifts your whole, you know, way of looking. It's transformational. It changes your life. And I, I love that you are about
2: teaching people to to connect themselves because I think that there's." so much power in that experience that, like I said, it becomes your reality and you can start to have a relationship with the people who you love who are on the other side and you can start leaning into them and using them to help and guide.
3: A hundred percent. I love that you pointed that out. It is extremely empowering. And that's my point too, that nobody needs to go to a psychic medium. I'm kind of like the anti-business model, I think, you know, but it's the truth. You know, you don't need to rely on somebody else to get your signs and messages. You can have absolute proof of it and absolute knowing because the way that your, your team of light, your loved ones on the other side will send you these signs and messages will be just so clear and so undeniable and so mind boggling. And a lot of times it happens in Time so you'll be directing your thoughts to them asking for something and then boom you get it immediately. So it's quite incredible, you know, in, in that sense.
2: Can you can you distinguish a bit in the book you talk about downloads? And for people who don't know what that feels like, can you describe that
3: versus a thought? Because they feel very different. Yeah. So, you know, a thought comes from you. I think we always have a subtext going on in our mind. I think we're all really aware of like when we're thinking, when we're processing. A download's entirely different. It's a sudden like knowing. It's as if you had a, you know, seven hour conversation that's been like, downloaded the same way you would plug in like a, like a drive into the computer and download a whole file. It comes to you, not from you. It's a very different feeling. You know, for me too, it's actually, I'm very, um, it's interesting when I read, I get a screen in my mind and all my psychic information is to the left and all the mediumship is to the right. And my downloads are interesting too, because when I have thoughts, I can always feel my thoughts are going on to my left hand side. And when I get downloads, it comes like From the right, straight into me. So sometimes people might even feel it. These this information coming from a certain direction. Um, It's just something to be like open your mind to and be a little bit aware of, because I think we've all had those downloads. You know, there's a term for it too. It's called claircognizance. It's Mm -hmm. clear knowing. It's this this knowing of something that there's absolutely no logical way you could know, but you know it 100%. You feel it in your bones. You feel it in every cell of your body. And honoring that, honoring that knowing or that claircognizance or that download is so important. It always brings us to our highest path. Mm -hmm. And that, would you say, is like
2: being aligned with your soul?
3: A hundred percent. You know, a lot of people talk about like being aligned with your higher self, your soul. You know, my belief and what I've come to understand is that we're always really on the other side. Like Our soul energy is always on the other side. Our experience here on earth is almost like a virtual reality. We're almost like beamed down in a way, but our true home is there. We're always really there. And so when we talk about being aligned with ourself or being aligned with our soul or hearing our higher self, that's really what we're talking about is being connected to that divine part of ourself, that light-filled part of us that is connected to God energy, that is connected to everybody here and every experience we've ever had. You know, it's when you're in your highest, you know, on your highest path here, I think you're completely aligned with your soul energy and your highest self. And you
2: talked too in the book about sometimes spirit will block your path.
3: To. yeah. To prevent you from something too. Yeah. I, I, had read a phrase somewhere too. It's like that, uh, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it was something was like, sometimes the miracle is what didn't happen to us or for us. Mm-hmm. You know, when that happens, it's always spirit guiding you. And I've had instances in my own life, like silly little things sometimes too, where I kept being blocked and then I forced the issue. And then, you know, it was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I can see why I was being blocked. You know, so sometimes you need to trust in that too and be able to, to feel the difference. And when you talk about light workers, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? So what I've come to understand is that we all have the potential to be light workers. I mean that's truly our mission here. Our, our mission on earth is very very simple. It's to love and be loved and to be kind, to be forgiving. That's the currency that really matters. So a light worker is somebody who came here as a soul, right? Now has a physical body. And each one of us comes here programmed with very specific gifts. Some people come here as artists. Some people come here as healers. So, you know, there are so many different abilities we each possess. Some people are amazing singers and some people are um, amazing builders. There might be, you know, you have to figure out what your gift is. And then here's the hard part you have to honor it and you have to share it with the world and you have to use it to help elevate others you know a light worker is somebody who fundamentally understands that and has honored his or her gifts and has been brave and and followed them and shared them with the world and then also it's somebody who understands that true power is not the ability to have more money or have power over someone else. It's the power to help someone else find their gifts and their light and help them rise and grow and share it with the world. So it becomes this beautiful like rising of light. It's the idea that we all rise together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's our true nature and that's what a true light worker does. Mm -hmm.
2: And I, I had someone reach out to me a little while back, um, feeling really frustrated by kind of the state of things today and how it feels like in so many ways things are headed in a dark direction. Mm -hmm. And this person was an an environmentalist, I believe, and was Mm -hmm. talking about the frustration with trying to make changes to the global
3: Mm -hmm. world and
2: the way things are and was asking kind of what's the point? And it sounds like what you're saying is the point is that maybe this person's particular uh, gift is to help heal the planet. And any bit they do brings more light and might bring more attention to it than if they had done nothing at all.
3: Oh, a thousand percent. You know, each one of us matters more than we can ever fathom. And the energy we bring to things, no matter what, matters greatly. So no one should ever underestimate the power that they each have in this world to do good and bring about change. Sometimes we don't even recognize or get to see how we made a change or who we influenced or what we did, you know, five years ago that led to this incredible path and this incredible influence out in the world. We usually don't get to see that till we do our life review, you know, when we've crossed on the other side. So we're just going to have to trust in it here. I think, you know, opening your mind and your heart to this idea of being interconnected and having this team of light changes how you live because you trust, you begin to trust in the knowing that you won't always see the evidence of how your energy is changing and influencing others, but you trust that it is happening. And the truth of it is, is it it is happening. Mm-hmm. Every single situation you bring positive energy to helps. You know, and every single choice we have here really boils down to one of two things, either a path of fear or a path of love. If we take the fear path, we're diminishing not only our own light energy, but the other's people's because our energy affects others. If we take the love path, we are finding our highest path and bringing about positive change in the world. So for instance, when we look at the environment, there is a lot to get upset about, right? There seems to be a lot of ignorance going on, a lot of um, people who aren't listening to what the scientists are saying and, and so forth. And I think there's a lot of reasons like there's you know, difficult energy going on in the world. I think we do need to pay attention to our environment. We're all tied to that entirely and we're, we're not seeing the connection and yet it's so profound and so true. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get frustrated with it and then give up, then you're choosing a path of fear because you're basically saying, like, I'm not going to influence anything. You know, you know, if I do this, it's just going to go unnoticed or unheard. I just give up. This is too difficult. You're choosing a path of fear, thinking like, well, this isn't going to happen if I do it. You path, choose a path of love and just say, look, I'm just going to stay in the light and I'm going to use my gifts as best as I can and I'm going to trust that it's affecting the world in some way. That is that is the highest and best path. And applying that to any struggle you're going through or anything will always guide you out of it and through it and beyond it and always leave like a beautiful, light-filled wake in your trail. And, And staying in
2: the path of love, I just want to clarify this for people, doesn't mean you will never struggle.
3: Oh, absolutely not. It almost (laughs) guarantees that you will. Right, We're all here. We're meant to struggle. it's interesting too, because sometimes I'll do readings for people and I'll see that they're going through an incredible struggle and they have been for, let's say, the last year. And I'll see that it's going to go another year and a half. But at the same exact time, I'll see that they're completely on their highest path. They are right where they're meant to be. That this struggle was put in their path for a reason. It might have to do with their own soul growth. It might have to do with the part they're playing in somebody else's life or something far greater than themselves. You know, how it's going to affect the world in general or influence something. So we have to trust in that too. Even in our darkest times we need to know like we have not been abandoned or forgotten. This isn't an accident like we're all part of each other's journeys. We're all part of this collective energy in the world. And so to know and to trust that we are loved and protected and watched over, even when we're struggling is so important. So I want to get a little
2: personal because you got a little personal in the book, which I really appreciated. And you talked about your daughter's health issues. Yes. And I think um, if you could maybe talk about that a little bit here and just to me, what was so powerful in your describing it was that even as a medium, you went through stages where you've kind of followed the crumbs, mm-hmm. but it wasn't immediately, you didn't immediately know what the answer was and and went to solve it. It was a journey for you.
3: Yeah. and It was really a journey through the dark. What's really interesting is Right before that happened, this is going to sound funny, but I was getting, because I get my downloads at the most interesting times. I was getting a can of dog food out of my hall closet, and I got this download from my, my team of light on the other side that told me the next two years were going to be the hardest, that me and my family had ever been through. And I shut the door and I I said to my husband, I called him, I'm like, Garrett, um, I just need you to know, I just got this download saying that we are about to face the hardest two years that we've ever been through. And we both kind of shrugged and went, okay, oh, well, you know, because what I do know about that is if I got that message, it was not to upset me. It was not to frighten me. It was for me and all of us to know, look, You're going through something and it's going to have to do with something that's greater than just you and your family, but we're here. We love you. You're protected. Just know that this wasn't an accident. And so what's interesting is for the first two years of my daughter's illness, I kept getting this download that it was Lyme disease and the doctors kept doing tests and telling me I was wrong. And it wasn't until I, you know, basically surrendered and really, you know, got down on my hands and knees, prayed to God, prayed to my team of light on the other side and asked for guidance that I got the absolute knowing that it was Lyme's, it was Barton and exactly how it had happened. And then I used my energy and my voice to insist that they were wrong and find the right doctors, which unfolded like this amazing path. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, I, I feel, and you know, my daughter feels this too, None of us live our lives in a little bubble on our own, and I, I feel like that journey that my family and I were on, and her journey through the dark, was really meant to be shared and spoken about, so that others could find their way too. Because one of the things that started happening to me when she got ill was I started getting these in, intense medical downloads about how our body really worked. You know how important the lymphatic system was. The other side told me it's our super highway to health and wellness, or illness and disease. They showed me that our gut and our gums are the breeding grounds for health and wellness, for illness and disease, and that's what translates. And so I've gotten all this incredible stuff, and who knows, maybe that's book three, but at the same time, they showed me how to heal my daughter. And I think there are so many people out there that are misdiagnosed. I think Lyme disease, you know, and Lyme disease is a blanket term because it goes with so many other illnesses like Bartonella, microplasma, um, parasites that that jump onto it. All of that needs to be treated. I think so many people have this. I think it's a pandemic not just an epidemic, mm-hmm. and I think it's being misdiagnosed because the symptoms are being treated, not like the actual illness. Right. Do you know in patients who have MS and, and they've done studies, like um, done autopsies of their brain tissue, in eight out of 10 patients who have MS, they have found Lyme spirochetes in their brain tissue. Because so many of our illnesses here are really caused by Lyme. And if, you know, if you read the chapter in my book too, my daughter got IBSC. Like mm. we were at a gastroenterologist, and the medicine wasn't working because really what was causing that was the Lyme, and yet they were treating the effect, not the problem. And so I truly believe that on a soul level, she signed up for that. We as a family had signed up for that way before we came here to go through that and to share that story. Now, how could I have not been on my highest path? I could have gotten angry and bitter. She could have gotten angry and bitter. I could have chosen not to write about it. I could have gotten angry at the universe and said, why us? Why would you do this to her? You know, she's so beautiful and why does she have to suffer? But instead, like my guidance from my team of light was... We're all in this thing called life together. We're all learning collective lessons in love. And I got to see how as a family, we grew in unconditional love. It stretched us. It challenged us. It made us closer ultimately, you know? And then it made my daughter Ashley, I think, value things in a different way. She's still finding her footing, but she she appreciates things in such a profound way. And not once has she ever complained or said, why me or why did this have to happen? She has had such a positive, strong you know, beautiful uh, attitude towards it. And that's inspired me as well. You know, so I've seen how she's grown through it. Mm-hmm. So even then, sometimes it's crazy to say that the difficult things we go through can be a gift, but the truth of it is, is they can, because you come away from it with this profound, beautiful light.
2: Well, what a beautiful way to sort of tie things up today is how we kind of take our difficult experiences and continue to walk in that path of love.
3: Absolutely.
2: So thank you so much. Where can people find you? I know you have a, Oh, your wait list for a reading is actually closed
3: at this point. Yeah. Unfortunately I did have to close that. Um, you know, when my first book, The Light Between Us, came out. Uh, it came out in seventeen countries and I had an assistant taking, you know, requests and all of a sudden it had piled up for years, so I had to close it. But here's the thing everybody they don't need me. I love doing teaching workshops. I do them every three months or so throughout you know, the country and a lot based in New York. Um, I do do gallery readings every now and then on Long Island. All my information is always on my website, which is laurelindjackson.com. It's under the events page. I have a newsletter you can sign up for there. So I always do advanced things. And I always post on Instagram. I'm under Jackson on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under psychic medium, Jackson. So there are a lot of ways to stay connected. And, you know, I love social media for that too, because you can actually message and, you know, speak back and forth and like share stories. And so that's been, um, really beautiful, but yep, that's how you can find me. And your new,
2: your new book, which I think the cover of is just beautiful. I want to like make it into artwork in
3: my yeah, head. Yeah. I have to give my editor a credit for that. Julie Graz. she did a phenomenal job. Yeah. She just had the vision and she knew it. And it's called signs, the secret language of the universe. Yes. Thank you so much for- Thank you. I'm so honored to be in conversation with you and to have the space to do this. So thank you so much. Likewise, have a great day. You too. Thanks.
2: If you are new to the podcast, head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts and my new episodes will end up downloaded for you immediately as they become available. Also, please take a few minutes and write a review for me. It really helps. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins or drop me an email through my website at DrAmyRobbins.com. Thanks so much.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.